What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you for tuning in, as always. This week on the show, we have Carpet Garden, whose new EP, The Way He Looks, which came out this year, absolutely blew me away. I was put onto them uh, by Adam from Ham on Everything a few weeks ago, and he told me, oh, you got to check out Carpet Garden. They're amazing. I'm putting out some tape with them, and immediately in the first few seconds, I was like, oh, yeah, this is fantastic. You know, a lot of the best episodes that we do on this show, I'm not going to lie, they either come from suggestions from Adam or they come from suggestions from Ned Arb. Usually those are can't-miss episodes. And so before you listen to the interview, head to YouTube.com right now, watch Carpet Garden perform Westside, and go check out The Way He Looks. It's eight songs. It's a quick listen. And it is it's something. I was gushing over them during the podcast because I really do think they have this huge potential to write a smash hit. I think they could end up being someone that you hear on the radio a lot. Who knows? Either way, it's a great record, and I look forward to watching the growth in the art and in the metrics over time because uh, I think it's something really special. So, As far as me, you ever just have one of those fucking days? It's just one of those days. Shout out Fred Durst. Just kidding. Um, or I'm not. But no, today has just been a terrible day. I don't know. I woke up late. So lately, Mia and I have been trading between like the bed and the couch because I snore and currently the baby is making her snore. Don't tell her I told you that. And so she's been having an easier time staying asleep when we're not next to each other. <laughs> this sounds so horrible. We're such like an old couple. But it's because the baby's so active at night, you know, so she'll wake up in the morning and, and having just been awake all night be miserable so sometimes she'll sleep on the couch particularly when she has really early morning calls because her client is in europe and i'll sleep in the bed and then last night i slept on the couch i slept fucking horribly and so i just woke up feeling i don't know wrong side of the bed i guess wrong side of the couch i've just been having a really terrible day nothing in particular has gone wrong i'm just in a fucking bad mood man uh uh we had street signs, you know, saying uh, no parking Monday and Tuesday, 6.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., and that never happens on our street, and so I'm going like, what the hell is going on? We're thinking, oh, maybe they'll put in speed bumps or something because people just speed on our street, but nope, it was uh, chainsawing trees all day, so when I usually make an intro for these podcasts, it's like 9 in the morning, I send it off and, and um, get it mixed and get it back by like 2 p.m. and then I'm uploading it and now it's 4 p.m. and I'm just now doing this you know so I just feel like my schedule got messed up it's just been noisy my dog was stressed out and being empathetic about that when he's stressed I'm stressed man I'm very sensitive to that shit he was shivering all day I had to put his thunder coat on or thunder shirt I mean and I don't know I just feel like I've never snapped out of the bad mood this morning. I'm almost done with work today, so hopefully that will snap me out of it. Uh, I'll make some kind of gluttonous pasta dish for dinner and maybe feel better. Who knows? But it's getting close. It's getting close to becoming a dad. It's it's getting close to feeling like the fiscal year is over, as weird as that sounds. I know it's March, but I'm like just doing my taxes and shit. 
you know, talking to the tax lady, that that's always scary and stressful. And, but good news, I, I, I want to buy a house, you know, eventually I want to buy a house. I, I was going to try to buy this house cause our back neighbors moved out. But, um, it turns out that instead I'm going to rent the back house on the property for a year and use it as an office. And because of that, that'll be a nice little tax write off next year too. So I don't know, that feels like a big step. Uh, now, our two bedroom will be an actual two bedroom. And then the granny flat in the back will be where we start working out of and then also have a bedroom for my mom to stay at, to come down and help. And so that feels like a big stress relief, but yeah, anxiety has been bad lately with the end of the fiscal year comes the worries of like, okay, yeah, now the next fiscal year is starting. Like hope that hope I make some money, hope I make some money being an independent contractor now for 10 years, uh, I still get scared. Like, where's my next check coming from? I know I talk about that all the time, but that's my life. So yeah, I guess the anxiety is probably what's causing a bad day today, but you know, I'll snap out of that shit. I always do. But yeah, for real, pause the podcast right now. Go to Spotify, go to Apple music, go to title, wherever you listen to music, look up carpet garden and listen to the way he looks. The whole thing is a banger. Uh, some of my favorites are the first two tracks, Beautiful Mind and No Emotion. This is a, this is a sure thing. This is a sure thing. This is the type of music that uh, will appeal to all types of different musical tastes. It is not rap music. It is closer to... It is downtrodden pop. That's what I would call it. It's not bedroom pop, because, and it's not lo-fi pop. It's not dream pop. It's just really good pop music. That's really what it is. But you can tell that they were raised with a wide, eclectic palette of, of influence and taste. And they've taken all the best parts of those and combined them into something very unique and original. So for fans of Kuko, for fans of TV Girl, for fans of um, that Jax Hopped episode we just recently had, it's that kind of shit. But even if you are a fan of rap music you'll feel this music too because it does have that little that groove to it you know yeah i just think that this is a shirt thing who knows who knows without further ado let's get into my conversation with carpet garden Well, let's just talk about wh- where you come from. Are you are you in LA, born and raised? Uh, no, I just moved here like a few months ago. I'm actually from Fresno. You're from Fresno. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing I really know about Fresno is like Daniel Larusso and the Karate Kid. He moved from <laughs> Fresno to the Valley. I don't know anything <laughs> about Fresno other than it sounds really boring. That's refreshing because like usually when someone remembers the name of Fresno, it's either from like the Vice documentary about it. What happened in the Vice documentary? Uh. <laughs> is it like about meth or something <laughs> yes yeah yeah that's terrible yeah there's definitely a big like drug problem there but yeah you know well so what was it like for you as a kid there i mean i think it's a pretty like conservative it's either like white farmer yeah. or like conservative like traditional value like mexican people like yeah. there so like 
Me growing up there, it was kind of difficult because of like the way I identify myself and like who I am as a person. Yeah. I've always been queer and I've never really tried to hide it because yeah. like I never saw a reason to like not be myself because right. I'm awesome. Totally. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely hard, but I definitely like found some gems. Like I have like my friend, my best friend Cass. Yeah. Shout out Cass. Yeah, I found him over there like in college uh there's like a big diy punk scene so like i feel like growing up there like nearing like whenever i started becoming an adult it got like way better because i like got exposed to like the whole like punk scene there and like shows and like music and that's what really like inspired me to like start making music it's just like that whole like scene right right tell me about your family you told me off mic that you're half mexican half pinoy right Mm -hmm. yeah yeah how did your folks meet my dad was actually in the military. Oh, he, same. Yeah, he was in the Marines, and, like, I think he got, like, stationed over there. Like on a TDY or something? Yeah, yeah, and he, like, met up with my mom. I think he, like, found her, like, at the club or something. Yeah, yeah, and brought her back. Yeah, just, like, macked on her. And... So d- did you grow up <laughs> on a military base? No, uh, I'm actually the youngest in my family, okay. so, like, by the time I was born, like, my dad was out of the military and just working, supporting the family and stuff like that. Uh, how many siblings? One sister and one brother. My sister's not from the same dad. My okay. sister's like half German. Yeah. And me and my brother are like from my mom and dad. How much older are they than you? Fuck, I always forget. Uh, my sister's a lot older than me. She is like a mom with three kids. Yeah. And my brother is just like three or four years older than me. So did you grow up close with your brother and not so much your sister? Um, No, I was actually really close with both of them. Oh, okay. My sister and, like, my mom would, like, take care of me. Yeah. And my brother was just my big brother. Like, I would just listen to whatever he listened to. Yeah, right. Play the video games he played, like, shit like that. What kind of video games and music was he into? Um, So he was, like, a MySpace emo kid. Yeah. So, like, he put me on to, like... Asking Alexandria, like Parkway Drive. Oh, yeah. All those like emo bands and Wait, stuff. Wait, is Parkway Drive an Australian band? Honestly, I don't remember where they're from. Okay. I asked that because I think that I went on a snowboarding trip with the drummer from that band, but I can't be sure if it was Parkway Drive. Anyway, that's <laughs> it. That's the end of that story. Okay. Okay. So uh, clearly you have a very strong artistic streak, uh-huh. right? Was that artistic streak already clear uh, like in elementary school were you a doodler or did your teachers pick up on the fact that you were very creative Uh, um yeah i guess i would say i've always been like really creative i don't know i always enjoyed like art or like music i would always try hard because at my school like you couldn't it's really sad but like you couldn't do like arts or like music unless you were like a really good student so i'd always be like trying to like get my multiplications down so I could. You weren't allowed to do art unless you did got good grades or something? Or what do you mean? Yeah, because there was like there was like special like times. It was like a reward to yeah, do it. And yeah, I yeah. like I think that's that sounds fucked. Yeah, that's fucked up, right? <laughs> that sounds, that's so fucked up. Yeah. It's, when you put it that way. It, the place I grew up, like the schools I like went to, like they weren't like really funded that well so like there wasn't a lot of like arts i think whenever i got more into like middle school and high school there was more like options for me right i remember like my first music class i took i took choir because my older brother told me there would be field trips yeah (laughs) so (laughs) so i joined it so i could like go on field field trips field trips yeah but like i ended up really liking like singing and stuff so i just stayed in it yeah so prior to that you didn't know that you had a good voice yeah, prior to that, it was just like 
me getting bullied and like playing video games inside. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So tell me about you know the age when you start realizing um, about your identity and then how yeah the kids around you react to it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I've heard stories of like other people's stories like yeah. that they realize later in life. But like I was just like a kid and I was just like, like that red Power Ranger like hit different, bro. <laughs> like, like, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know. I've always kind of kind of known uh, it's just whether or not like the people in my environment, like how they respond to that. Right. Like, That's what I'm wondering. Like, did you were you outwardly presenting already at a young age to where other kids were picking up on it? Yeah, I feel like. I've always been like, I've always been in touch with like my femininity. Yeah, I've always right. been like, you know, like soft, yeah. like kid who like just like is really emotional. And I feel like, you know, to like other people, that's just like an alarm goes on their head. It's and, like a puts a target on yeah, you. Or yeah, yeah, right, right. And so, at what what age do kids start picking up on that and bullying you? Uh, probably like. I think the first time, like, I've got called, like, gay or something yeah. was, like, in the third grade, I think. And, um, I, yeah, what does that do to to one's psyche at that age? Uh, I feel like I definitely, like, knew who I was attracted to, but I didn't, like, know, like, what was wrong with it. And right. So I was just confused as to, like, why I was different, and I was, like, put in, like, like getting, like, shit for it, because, yeah. like, like, I'm a kid. I don't really understand. No, of course. I feel like... That definitely is just, like, from, like, other people's parents. Yeah. Like, I feel like it's, like, innocent in a way because, like, kids are just, like, saying what they hear their parents say. Totally. And I feel like that just depends on, like, parenting. And in that area, it was, like, really conservative. So I'm sure they just, like, picked up on, like, shit like that. What what do the adults in your life um, or how do, how do the adults in your life react to that? femininity that you uh, like growing up yeah. like my dad was like not really okay with it my mom like a lot of people like on her side of the family are like trans or like gay yeah. or like lesbian right so she has always just been like like i don't give a fuck she got it yeah, yeah. but my dad like his side of the family is not as like like there's really no like catholics yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, my grandma was Jehovah's Witness. Oh, wow. So that's even more Yeah, my, my mom is Catholic. My yeah. dad's not, like, I don't think he's, like, associated with, like, yeah, any religion. Right, right. But it was honestly, like, a pretty tough childhood, like, yeah. knowing a lot of stuff about myself that I couldn't, like, make too obvious or, like, put too upfront. Yeah. Because, like, I knew what was going to happen if I did. Right. And it was a lot of just, like, sleepless nights. Like, I've always had, like really bad insomnia like and it was a lot of like just sleepless nights like when i was a kid like just like crying because like oh. i wish i was normal right right um mm -hmm. yeah how, how does your dad's negative reaction manifest itself did he try to ignore it or did he try to confront it he definitely tried to ignore it yeah. um i mean i don't really like i never really paid that too close attention until yeah. like like, you know, like, he started, like, figuring shit out. But, yeah. like, uh, yeah, I, th I think he just really tried to ignore it for a really long time because, like, I'm just, like, a kid. I was, right. I was just a kid, so, like, he really didn't have, like, any reason to, like, intervene, I guess. Right, right. Uh, but, like, nearing, like, once I got to, like, middle school age, yeah. like, that was whenever I was just, like, ha starting to have, like, crushes on people and shit. Right, And, like, 
I was just like on Xbox Live talking about like cute emo boys. Uh, yeah. And I feel like he definitely picked up he on it just like walking past the room or something. Right. Cause that's when like he started like realizing all that shit about me. Yeah. And uh, honestly, I really just did not give a fuck. You didn't care by that. <laughs> no, point. I didn't care. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I always knew I was going to get, like, a negative reaction from it growing up, so, like, right. I just did not, like, care. I was just going to be myself. So, really, like, by middle school, what, like, fifth, sixth grade, you're, you're just fully embracing it and, like, this is who I am. Yeah, I think I was, like, the first person, like, in, like, middle school t- that I was at, like, yeah. to, like, be, like, I am I think I said I was bi at first. Yeah, so you, like, came out publicly to people. And yeah, just- I, I think it, I remember it was in my biology class. Yeah. Like, I guess someone was starting a rumor about me that, yeah. like, I like guys. And I was like, yeah. Confront it head on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, at least he he doesn't hide it. Right. Totally. Mm-hmm. It, it, it makes me wonder before that, did you feel that you needed to hide things? Like, would you try to act more masculine in certain senses? No. No, I, I feel like growing up, I mainly hang or, like, hung around, like girls yeah right so like i feel like my femininity was like welcomed by the people like i had like become friends with right and it was just more like stay away from boys yeah because they're gonna they're gonna like shit talk you like totally like you should hang out around here because this is where the people that yeah Yeah. this is where it's safe i remember like uh in elementary school i used to hang out actually in the library a lot and I would talk to the librarian with this other kid. And uh, I don't know, like later on in life, I think he like transferred or something yeah. and then came back and like he's gay. Yeah. So like it was just like the two gay kids yeah. just hanging out in the library with the librarian. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, how does childhood change for you after you do embrace and come out publicly and, and everyone knows and it's no longer this thing that um, you have to hide in any sense? You know, does the world kind of open up a little bit? Yeah, I think definitely, like, how I viewed myself and, like, what I could do and, like, how I could express myself really changed because that's when I started, like, getting more artistic is when I felt more comfortable in my skin. Right. Because, like, it just felt right to me because I, like, once, like, I realized, like, I could just, like, express myself, like, however I wanted, like... Uh, with like my sexuality my gender or like whatever like I started being more experimental that's when I became emo in like middle school I feel like there was like I don't know like the look of it I was just like it looked more feminine than like what I was wearing before right so I was just like in skinny jeans and like it's like myspace scene style type type yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. well kind of I was like in middle school so I looked like a little kid wearing it but like (laughs) Like, I definitely wasn't, like, rocking it, but... Right, right. Did you do, the? Did you do like, the comb-over bang and everything? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Probably some classic um, yearbook photos from back then, huh? <laughs> I have one of me, like, with, like, the longest, like, hair. Yeah. And it's just, like, this fringe, like, really badly cut fringe. Yeah. And I'm wearing, like, a Pikachu shirt. It's so cringy. <laughs> but I still have it. I still have it somewhere in my apartment. Nah, but that's classic. <laughs> I, I mean, now I look at it and I'm just like, that's fucking iconic. Yeah. Yeah, that encapsulates everything that was going on at that moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, it's perfect. Um, what does that expression of creativity look like around, you know, junior high, high school? Do you start writing songs? Um, I started writing music when I was either, I think it was like 16 or 17. I got a ukulele for the first time. Oh, awesome. Because, you know, like 21 Pilots yeah. and shit like that. And I was just like obsessed. I was like, I need, a, I need to learn House of Gold. Okay. Like I need a ukulele to learn House of Gold. Yeah. And I just like... 
I don't know. I just kind of really took a liking to the instrument. And I was just like, let me learn like all these songs. I learned a bunch of chords, a bunch of songs like off of like, I think, I don't even think it was Ultimate Guitar. I think it was like ukuleletabs.com or something. Yeah, yeah. And I just like start learning chords. And then I'm just like, I was going through like a lot of just like emotional shit, like, you know, like high school, like. Yeah, when you're in high school, you're like an emotional martyr. Yeah. That's that's everybody, I feel like. Yeah, I had like a really like terrible like friend group through high school who just like super manipulative Uh and shit. And I was just like surrounding myself with the wrong people. Yeah. And I was just like in my head, I was just like, fuck, I don't know how to get this out. I started writing. I started, I think I started writing like really shitty poetry. And I was like, this shit is like ass. Yeah. And then I started writing music and I kind of just like when you put bad poetry over decent music it sounds pretty good <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah like i started like using the ukulele as kind of like an escape and i would write songs about like i idealized realities that i wish i was living in yeah so like i would just like write the most like crazy just like like i was watching like a lot of like steven universe which is like a cartoon yeah and it's just like i i, I had this really like cartoon like mindset like in my head of like this whole universe how the universe would be if it was like if if it was perfect like imaginative escapism yeah or like imagine yeah. yeah it was shit like that like i i would just write music about like just like a made-up place yeah. like this one song that is coming to my mind i think the lyrics were like uh i'll fly you to the moon with a pink and red balloon you'll see me in the sky I'm the pig who learned to fly. Like, shit like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, so, really imaginative. Like, like whimsical. Yeah, just yeah, trying, to, like, trying to create, like, just, like, like... Other places. Other places that I could escape to and, like, just, like, sing about. Well, that makes me wonder, you know, growing up in a small town myself, right, mm-hmm. my bit of escapism was, thankfully, my mom really was, was good about saving money to travel. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she would take us to California she would take us to like her family back east you know stuff like that and so I would get to see other parts of the country which Mm -hmm. made me think like oh there are things bigger than North Pole Alaska you know did you um get to travel outside of Fresno at all as a kid and be like oh this is maybe this is my people down here um not as much I feel like when I was growing up when I was like a kid yeah they would take me to like Disneyland and shit like like just like shit like for the kids yeah. but like once i like got like past that like age my parents were like you're yeah here. you're we're here, here. Yeah. we're here you so, never got to go to the philippines or anything no i still haven't gone oh no yeah i want to go soon yeah same um i think like after like maybe like the fourth grade yeah. i i got into like a fight with someone in my neighborhood or something like a, like yeah. a like a fight like fourth graders would go through right. but like Everyone was just, like, ganging up on me. Like, not, like, actually fight. I was only fighting one person. But, right. like, they were just, like, saying a bunch of shit to me. And it just made me not want to go outside anymore. So, like, after the fourth grade, I actually, like, stayed inside of my house playing only Xbox and, like, going on the internet until probably from my freshman year of high school. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It, I didn't, like, really have, like any friends that weren't online like no irl friends yeah it was sure there was like kids i like was friends with at school but it was also like the other gay kid in the library like i don't know why but like elementary school and middle school i was friends with like the one other gay kid and we just hung out in the library yeah right right (laughs) what game were you meeting people online in call of duty world at war yeah call of duty black ops call of duty black ops 2 like throughout like just like going on like xbox it was a lot of just like call of duty then like when minecraft came out i played like a lot of minecraft like 
it was, it was mainly Call of Duty that I found a lot of people on because it was just so fun. Yeah, like, yeah. And then meeting people on Xbox Live, do mm-hmm. you guys then uh, cross over to other social media platforms, start following each other on Instagram? or? Yeah, or... so, like, I had, like, this, like, whole, like, online friend group. Yeah. And they were all, by chance, just from, like, this, like, city called Murfreesboro in Tennessee. Okay. And I just, like... You just met one of them one day, and then all of his friends logged on, and you're like, oh, we're all friends now. Yeah, it was, yeah. like, we just, like, all would just, like, hang out after school, and that was, like what they did and like just like it, i i kind of just like became friends with like a random school's like friend group that's so like, funny and i just like like would like play with them all the time and stuff yeah, yeah. um i met one person there that like i still talk to today yeah her name is uh divinity shout i love out you divinity. divinity i love you divinity shout out divinity is the goat yeah have you ever gotten to meet any of them in real life yeah she i actually met her for the first time right before quarantine yeah i've only played like one live show really yeah and it was for his like clothing brand okay and where and it was where in fresno Fresno? at a bar called full circle full circle i got you yeah 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 and so did divinity fly out to see that show yes that is dedication she like wanted to see my first show ever shout out divinity yeah investing in the brand yeah that's that's dope I just find that so interesting that it just happened to be all from this one school, you know? Yeah, it's not it like was, a group it was of weird. misfits that are coming f- together from across the nation. It's like you should just be going to our school. You would have a bunch of friends. Yeah, it was like, and they were like all so emo. Yeah. Like, I was really into like Never Shout Never growing up, so I was like already like kind of like on that like whole MySpace wave. But then like I met people on Xbox who were like dyed hair like my friend emily i was like so like shook because it was like someone my age who yeah. was like like dying she was like rocking it properly yeah she was dying her hair cool. like yeah it looks so cool like proper scene queen yeah like i was just like and i'm just playing like xbox with her and her friends from school so. yeah yeah oh uh, that's really funny <laughs> at that point when you have this group of friends in tennessee mm-hmm. do you play them any of your ukulele music um so I didn't, like, really get into, like, like music until, like, junior year of okay. high school. And I feel like by that time, like, all of, like... You'd waned off of the Xbox. Yeah, I had weaned off of, like... I kind of moved to, like, another game, League of Legends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, like, I kind of weaned away from, like, the digital, like, like yeah. friend group space. And I found, like, a cool group that I thought was cool at the time, yeah. like, to hang out with. Uh, but I still didn't really see them after school. It was just really just at school. Yeah. Um, and like, then like, I kind of like moved to like, like having my friends on Tumblr. Oh yeah. So yeah, I was like on Tumblr. That's how I found Young Lean, like all this shit. And that put me on to like, like cool music. Yeah. Like Tumblr put me on to cool music. Right. That was, that was a wave. Tumblr was really a thing. Tumblr was, yeah. Super influential. Uh Uh-huh. Um, what else beside Young Lean? Um, I think I found like Arctic Monkeys, like all that like basic like 2014 like Tumblr starter pack, like Arctic Monkeys, like Lana Del Rey, Marine and the Diamonds, like like all that shit. Yeah, right. Yeah, the 1975. Okay. I got into all this cool music and a lot of it was just like indie, like like some going through like record labels, some like just doing shit on their own. Yeah. And like I thought it was cool and then i was just like i'm gonna do it yeah yeah i started doing that like my junior year uh wrote a few like shitty songs i had this really cool english teacher 
His name was Mr. DeLaurier. Shout out Mr. DeLaurier. He was, no, like, when I say he was cool, like, he is, like, an ex-punk, like, skates with his sons, like, all the time. Like, my senior year of high school, like, he gave me, like, all of his CDs. Oh, wow. Like or not all of his CDs, but he brought all of his CDs for like all of our friends to like choose from. Yeah, and I I think I like chose like Violent Femmes. Oh, cool. Uh, uh the Cars. Uh, I love the Cars. Yeah. Uh, like he put me onto good shit. He was just like a skater, like yeah. cool dude whenever right. he was young. So like he just like put me onto all of his shit. That's so tight. I think I was the person to actually put him onto Mac DeMarco and Cuco. Like oh, in no like shit. high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it was like. Uh, generational trading yeah oh, here, you give like, me some of yours I'll yeah give you some I was of mine. Just, yeah that's tight and, and and does he tell you like write more songs yeah whatever? like he uh <laughs> i'm always just hanging out with the staff like i used to come into like his like class during like lunch or yeah. like i was like the president of like the journalism club oh, yeah. but like it was like i was a president of the journalism club because I loved that teacher and it was a club no one signed up for so all we did was just it's hang just out you after two school. hanging out yeah yeah, yeah. But I would, like, play, I think I remember playing, like, Death Cab. I was playing it on the ukulele, and he was like, hmm, Death Cab, nice. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, I was just like, dude, this, like, this guy is so it. sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining this teacher go, hmm, Death Cab, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was just, like, so, like, on it. Like, I think I, like, came in the class just playing the chords to, like, Island in the Sun by Weezer, and he's like, Island in the Sun. Yeah, nice. yeah, he just knew. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, so, t- I mean, tell me more about just, like, his influence on you. Does he encourage you to keep? Yeah, yeah. He, he was, like, one of the main people who was, like, you know, like, don't look at this like it's unrealistic because I know that, like, where you live and where you come from, because he's, he's not, he wasn't from there. He just moved there and ended up teaching there. Yeah. And he's, like, I know, like, here, like, people are going to tell you, like, you you can't be shit. Like, this right. can't happen. This can't happen. Just don't let it get to you because shit will work out if you really try and if you really like develop the talent for it and i think like if you like just follow your dreams you can do it he was like one of the most like inspirational teachers i've ever had damn and so that stuck with you yeah he's like a crazy good person like i've seen on like his instagram like because i followed him after high school right um he like gives out like skateboards to like kids like like just makes like makes a shit ton of fucking boards yeah i don't know what it's called but the program it is but like he just like does that he's like a really really good person that's like the type of adult that every kid in their life dreams of having yeah you know it, yeah it was cool to have like a teacher that like actually believed in me because like i i was never like a good student so like to have like someone who like teaches like something that like i dreaded like having to go do is like go to school and shit like that like having someone who like believed in me was just like like really really cool because like my parents like did not like give a fuck about like music or anything yeah. and they're like did your parents gonna... give a fuck about school at all were they ever like yeah Why are your grades so bad they did and yeah. like that and that's probably the opposite of what you need it was just like it was just refreshing to have like that kind of influence on my life because like i don't know i really didn't have a lot of people who believed in me, believed in me like growing up so you guys communicate at this point uh like you I, ever dm and be like hey man he like hit me up like after my show like right before quarantine he was like if you ever have a show like hit me up i really want to see you live like yeah. he gonna be real surprised at the end of this quarantine <laughs> that's what i'm saying like um i can't believe you've only played one show because you you do um have a 
pretty massive following already. Yeah. Um, particularly for someone who's, it seems like you've only been uploading stuff for a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. I think I started Carpet Garden. This is my first music project. I started Carpet Garden right after I graduated high school. So like two, three years ago, three years ago. Yeah. Like three years ago. Yeah. And I mean, you've garnered a hell of a following already. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason that I asked you about um, if you're, online friends then like followed you over to oh tumblr or instagram Mm -hmm. or twitter or what have you um was because you know you've already got like about i don't know forty thousand instagram followers or Mm -hmm. something and i'm sure it's growing all the time even before music were you like good at social media yeah actually like me and my friend Cass, like as soon as we started hanging out we kind of just got instagram famous because we would just take pictures together it was like an explore page thing like like they would just like put us on there all the time and we just gained like a shit ton of followers sick like cassie activated his account but he has like literally like a hundred and ten thousand followers mm-hmm. i mean i always wonder about that um mm. like we discussed off air being the eldest millennial mm. myspace was really like the first kind of foray into social media like that was a yeah. new thing for us but you guys grew up on that yeah i i actually had a myspace Cause I would, cause I would like just see what my older like siblings were doing. My sister was like already in high school, like, yeah. like so she like experienced like all of that shit. I don't know. I've always been like on social media. Yeah, of course. Like it's just been like, like what you do. Right. Like it's like everyone does it. Is Tumblr the one that holds the 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 dearest place in your heart? Yes, I miss Tumblr so much. I can't believe they took porn off of that shit. Like that yeah. ruined the website. True, true. <laughs> what social media app do you first start uploading your music to once you start producing it? Actually, like the first time I started doing like anything, like uploading like anything music, yeah, it was actually like on YouTube. Okay, yeah. I started doing like covers of, of like, you know, like as as like anyone does. Mm, Deathcap. Yeah. <laughs> Deathcap. Deathcap. Yeah, I started doing like a lot of covers of just like shit I was into. And at the time it was like Dodie Clark. And, like, a lot of just, like, ukulele, just, like, I I wouldn't call it bedroom pop. Like, it wasn't bedroom pop at the time. I was really into, like, Claro before, like, Pretty Girl. Yeah. So, like, I was, like, listening to, like, all her, like, acoustic shit she would just, like, put on YouTube. Um, I was just listening to, like, you know, like, other people my age just, like, doing shit. Yeah. Like, like anything musical. Because, like, I think covers were, like, really in. I don't know. I just, like, started doing that because, like... But that was the route then. Yeah. When, when, like, that was like 2000, what, 16 or something? F- uh, 15, 16? Yeah, honestly, something like yeah, that. I yeah, I mean, that was the era. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was really, in my eyes, was like peak YouTube years. You yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. That's how I feel too. Um, Did any of your covers take off? Uh, Not like take off. Like they would like, okay, so like when I would do covers, like I don't know why I was like, everyone's doing covers of like songs. So what I'm going to do is when a song is posted, I'm going to learn it and I'm going to play it and I'm going to I'm going to fuck up the lyrics, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm just going to play it. I'm going to be the first one to do it. Right. And like, that's really like all I would do. Like, honestly, like two hours after a song like just got released, I would already have a cover of it up. Jeez. Yeah. And then like, I kind of got tired of that. So I just like moved to SoundCloud and I'm like, I'm just going to write my own music because like, I feel like at the end of the day that's what's most fun to me and that's what's therapeutic to me and i know i'm gonna keep doing that do you still have like 
OG fans who are like, oh, I found out about Carpet Garden from YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's definitely, like, people that, like, I still recognize. And, like, I mean, like, I used to, like, be really, like, communicating with everyone because there was not, like, a lot of people who were, like, yeah. watching me. When so, you're at like, the beginning, you talk to your closest yeah, I talk, fan. You're, I talk, you're more excited to have them than they are to have found you. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm just, like, these, like, these people fuck with me. I'm, yeah. like, so excited. And, like, yeah, I still, like, have, like, those people who are, like, DMing me and are just, like, like, it's so crazy that, like, we have these messages from, like, all this time ago yeah. and just, like, and now you're just, like, popping off. And I'm yeah. just, like, yeah, I mean, like, that's what you did, not me, you know? Like, the move to SoundCloud, do you start to see more traction quicker on that platform? Yeah, actually, my first song, I got out of, like, a breakup. Yeah. Uh, Framing it, I think I'm, like, 17 or 18, like, in college. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't going to, like, any crazy university. I was just going to, like, community college. Yeah. So I, I just, like, had, like, a lot of time. And, like, I had already, like, been playing ukulele for, like, a while. And I was just, like, I'm just going to post my music. And yeah. I got, like, brokenhearted one day. And, yeah, I just wrote a song about her. What She's trans, so, like, yeah. it was about, like, before then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, I just wrote a song about her and, like, was just like so sad yeah <laughs> but people responded to it yeah, yeah. It, i think it got on like some like playlist or, or something reposting or something yeah, yeah and right. like i think it like got like a thousand like listens yeah like pretty quickly and i was just like whoa this is crazy yeah. this is fucking crazy i like a thousand like 1k yeah <laughs> yeah like oh we made it yeah what were you recording in at that point garage band um so there's actually like a mix of what was going on. So like I was doing Garage Band, uh, Audacity. Okay. So yeah, like I was doing like shit like that, like right at the start, or like just like voice memos. Yeah, yeah. And like I was just trying to like get into whatever I could get get into, and then like I kind of just got. Did you start investing in yourself, like investing in gear? Did you re did you buy mics? Did you buy interfaces or anything like that, or was it just like, or like even maybe a little mic to plug into your phone or was it just like no, um into my headphones i think like for like the beginning it was a lot of just like just like acoustic ukulele voice memos or okay, like yeah. on garage band like yeah. terribly like or it's not terribly mixed through, it was like playable. the microphone in the laptop or something yeah i was super into lo-fi so i didn't really care i didn't yeah. give a fuck like i was like listening to like teen suicide this is like i was like starting to get into like the whole lo-fi like like shit so i was like listening to like teen suicide like salvia plath yeah. um like coma cinema like all that whole shit because i could I fully care. see yeah. you being into that and that being your sound initially but it's such a contrast to the music you put out today which is it knocks you know it's like yeah. it's very professionally mixed and, mm -hmm. and there's lots of clarity and mm -hmm. um yeah it's come a long way yeah it definitely has i've like experimented with a lot of different styles it, like all of my music has not been like planned like i'm going to make a song like this or yeah. i want this sound it's yeah. just like what comes out right. and like that is has that's just how i write like it's just like i could be feel, li listening to like a lot of still woozy and then i'm just like like i'm gonna make something like r&b or like you yeah. know like super like super cool or like you know like yeah there's a lot of variance on the new record where it's it, it it i mean some of it even skews into like rap beats yeah are you just picking stuff like well i guess first and foremost like who's making the music do you, do you produce are you self-produced um no i'm 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 not self-produced from this like recent like release yeah uh i worked with two producers uh luca i'm gonna butcher the last name i'm sorry okay. luca 
Bucciletti, Bucciladi, yeah, Bucciletti. I don't know. It's Italian, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, Luke Wild. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but like all the acoustic stuff is just like really like there wasn't a lot of production done to it. Yeah. It's just like me playing. Cause here's the thing: is like it seems like you might write a hit record soon. <laughs> do you feel that way? Do you or like do you think that way? Um, I don't think that way. I think that. Like, it's all about growth, and I think, like, this last, like, EP did really well, and, like, and I felt really good about it, and I know that the next EP or, like, release or whatever, I'm going to feel even greater about, and if that's a hit, then that's a hit. And when I say that, I just mean that your writing style has such an innate um, pop sensibility, Mm -hmm. you know, that not a lot of people really are blessed to have Mm -hmm. everybody that I try to get into that seat. I think that all of them are going to have successful careers, right? But just in different ways, some people are going to be blue collar grinders that tour their whole life. Some people are going to, they're, they're not the best musicians, but they're just really cool personalities who are going to have a cult of personality Mm -hmm. following. And you strike me as somebody who's like you could have that cult of personality following but you also seem like you can really really write a hit record thank you i i appreciate that yeah that's really cool i mean yeah i don't know it's it's yeah it's different yeah i mean i don't know i i honestly don't think i'm shit so like the fact that other people like are like say like i'll like read like the like reviews of like the ep and like people will say all this shit and i'm just like like what (laughs) yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, bro, I just get high and write music. That's like. so funny. <laughs> um, that's great. I mean, your collective influence has uh, stumbled you on a path of just having this, like like I said, very intuitive method of, of writing songs that just are so catchy and so, so earwormy. I think know? it's just like I have had like a lot of time to listen to music. Like I... I remember like Pandora, I would listen to like so much. Like I've always been like on like the like, the like I'm different shit. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, I feel like just like collectively over the years, like all of the media I've been able to consume just from like being able to see it online, like yeah. whether it's like YouTube, Spotify, Pandora from like a long time ago or yeah. like, you know, like Tumblr. Like I feel like all of the media like I've been able to consume like throughout like my life with all this like internet access. Yeah has just been ingrained like subconsciously in my right. my brain so like i feel like i can just like revert to like all that shit just like to help me like blend it all together into like what i like to me right right yeah you mentioned um when you made your first song that caught on to soundcloud right mm-hmm. it's your first year of college and you also mentioned really early in the interview that um around the end of high school beginning of college is where you really started to you know meet people like Cass mm-hmm. and meet your like fresno um punk rock people right mm-hmm. let's get into that part of life right okay. A- after high school did you have you didn't like school so you and it sounds like you didn't really have any big college plans but mm-hmm. mom and dad were kind of like you yeah. need to do something you need to do something yeah. and i was just like okay i'll do something i'm not showing up to class though right like me and Cass would do the stupidest shit how did you two meet so i, I actually met him yeah he posted on his story, I don't have any friends, yeah. like, at FCC, which was, like, the community college I, I like, went to. Yeah. And I was like, I'll be your friend. I, like, I we were aware of each other, like, from social media because we followed each other, yeah. like, from being in, like, the same place and just, like, kind of dressing similar. You didn't go to the same high school? No. Okay. We didn't go to the same high school. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, I'll hang out with you. And, like, I remember being in the cafeteria and, like, we instantly hit it off because, like, I said, do you want to listen to 
I, I don't know if like anyone knows who like Pill Friends is, but I was like, you want to listen to Satan is Your Master Now by Pill Friends really loud so everyone gets away from us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and like, he got the joke or what? Yeah, yeah. like he got it. Like he yeah. knew who they were. And yeah. I feel like at the time they only had like a thousand like monthly listeners or some shit like that. Yeah. Some crazy like low number. And I was just like, bro, like this dude is cool soulmates yeah yeah right. and we've been besties ever since we do not like fight at all like it's just like good that's great mm-hmm. you say he didn't have any other friends how, how do you meet the scene i guess yeah so basically what happened was now that both of us had a friend we felt like we all had of a sudden the confidence doubles the confidence doubles yeah. because we're always together so like we're able to like go out and like just go to shows and just like Sick. like meet people and like are there good venues in fresno uh there's there's one called shrummers a lot of cool bands tour through there because it's like la to like san francisco like right. that's like the middle stop. stop in the middle yeah yeah and like so like there's always like really good bands like playing there but um most of like like we we used to go to a lot of those shows too, like almost like all of them. But yeah. most of like the real like fun was at like the DIY house shows, like, like garage shows. Yeah, like yeah. that was just like how we hung out. Like it it wasn't really just like we're we're going to show. Like that's just like who we talk to. Those are all our friends. Yeah, and that's just how we hang. Yeah, is there still a really tight knit house show community? Drama, really, a lot of drama. Yeah, a lot of exposing. A lot of just like people realizing other people are bad people. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, the art scene there is actually still like pretty good though. Like right. we have this thing like called an art hop. I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, I, yeah, like a first Fridays or something where everybody gets up. Yeah, yeah shit you. like that. Um, and yeah, they do that pretty frequently. Yeah. Um, they have like bands, artists, like zines, clothing brands, like thrifting, like secondhand. Cool like clothes and shit like so you start meeting more like-minded people at mm -hmm. those kind of events house shows art hop yeah we started like meeting like people like that kind of just like doing the same shit we're just always around them uh drinking a lot of a lot of cheap beer yeah a lot of like random like 45 year old man's houses that just like have like house shows and we're like how are you like 40 yeah (laughs) but like i don't know it's it was a really fun time in my life we just had like a whole like group of just like artists we used to like have like this thing called like art club that that was also like a thing we did to hang out we just like do art because it was just like all literally all of us were just like artists and like uh i think i was like the only like musician like yeah. in our like immediate friend group right but like it was just like fun we were just creative people doing creative shit you and, know and so is this the first time in your life where you're finally meeting like other queer people yeah to confide with yeah yeah, yeah. and what's that like for you i think it was amazing it was yeah. beautiful i was able to like be myself and like you know just like say the shit that like i wanted to say that i was too scared to like say or like bring up around like the like the the like yeah. straighties yeah yeah i like to call them the straighties <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the cis people yeah yeah uh i i'm just kidding <laughs> i i i appreciate straight people i'm not like heterophobic or anything <laughs> <laughs> um i i guess i wonder being around community like that in real life for the first time had you found a group of of um queer people to confide in online like uh throughout your life or or uh, not really i feel like um 
like most of like my queer knowledge yeah. was not from like other queer people because like I feel like growing up it was more of a hidden thing. You never knew who who was queer. Right, right. Um but I found it all from just like like YouTube mm. and shit like that. Yeah. Like I learned all the things my parents were too scared to teach me or just didn't know too much about. Right, like right. all from like some like twenty year old YouTuber. Right, right. Which I feel like, you know, Probably not the best way to find out right. like things, but you know, like it. It's just at least there was some resource. It, yeah, know? it was just yeah. my only outlet to yeah. like that kind of world. And right. like once I like got like older and I was able to find like like-minded people, yeah. like it was just like it was great. Like I I genuinely felt like a sense of community and I felt like welcome and I felt like I always had like you know, someone to talk to yeah. about like anything. Yeah. And, you know, like, and that still is the same to this day because I, I've just chosen to like surround myself with the people who get it right. and like just to drop the people who don't. Right. And, and so that's like the time in your life where you're the first time you're falling in love and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I fell in love a lot of times though. <laughs> like it was, it was not like real love, but yeah, like yeah. I definitely was like puppy love. Yeah. It was puppy love. For I was sure. like, I was like heartbroken. I was sad. Yeah. I did, like, you know, all I, the things that make you write good songs. Yeah. yeah. And so like that time in my life was really just like, like more about my art because I had school, but I wasn't really like doing shit. Like me and Cass like used to ditch school so yeah. much. Like, I don't know. There's this game yeah. where, like, it's kind of like Rochambeau, yeah. but, like, you throw a knife at each other's feet. Oh, God. And we were just, like, we were we were <laughs> goth kids. Yeah. We were, re like, real yeah. goth kids. Like, we would just, like, like just, like, chill, like. And throw knives at each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. we'd listen to, like, The Cure and shit like that yeah. and just, like, throw knives at each other. And, like, I've just always been, like, that type of person yeah. who just, like, wanted to have fun. Yeah, like, yeah, I, like I don't, I don't like, you know, like the serious shit. Like I never liked school or like any right. of that. Like I just really just wanted to be young and just like be a young person and just like have fun and like, right. like really like live out those moments because like I knew when I was older, I would regret it if I didn't do what I wanted to do, Totally. which is why I pursued music. Cause like, if like, if there's any time to fuck up, it's now. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. There's no point in looking back and saying, what if? Yeah. Um, so speaking of which, then what, it, what inspires the move from Fresno to LA? So yeah, honestly, it's not that interesting. I, okay. I've, I've been coming out here like for a while, like me and Cass, like yeah, what would take, you guys do when you come out here? Uh, we would take the Greyhound bus, yeah. like, you know, get like a cheap motel. Uh, we one time stayed in this Airbnb hostel yeah. that like felt like a prison. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. We would just come like one time we came out here with like no money and like the person who told us we could stay with them canceled as soon as we got to LA yeah. and I was just like fuck like where do I go so I hit up one of my like music buddies like Soli shout yeah. out Soli shout out um but uh yeah like he he let us stay with let him and, yeah. and shit um, like that what was the initial like purposes of shows. coming to LA just for shows shows yeah yeah the smell like oh, yeah, you whatever smell. Yeah, yeah like whatever was going on like shows hang out with like other like like cool people yeah it was just like you know like same shit we were doing back in fresno we just had to go somewhere for it that's really dope um when did you move down here like last year uh yeah december of last year i made the move i had like wait december like as in three months ago yeah oh I'm i just i just, just got moved here. down here yeah yeah was there any process of like, let's save some money, like let's plan no. this out, or was it kind of like a dollar and a dream? No. Let's go. 
I just had enough for. I just like got approved for an apartment that I wanted, and I had the deposit and the first month's rent, and I was just like, "Let's we'll go." Make the rest work. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine by the time you moved down here three months ago, you already have some industry buzz, and like A and R's are in the email going like, "Hey, what what are you doing? What's going on?" Uh, no, it was when I moved down here. I. Th- I honestly moved down here because I was sick and tired of driving fucking three hours. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm just going to move down there so I just don't have to drive that distance. Honestly, my move to LA was similarly boring. Where yeah. I, was, I went to college in Santa Barbara uh-huh. and I was rapping at the time. And every weekend I would drive down to LA and I would drive down, play a show, drive home, drive mm-hmm. down, play a show, drive home. And it became so tiresome that I was just mm-hmm. like, you just got to move. You, if you're playing that many yeah. shows or doing that many things, yeah. like just move. It was yeah. just like I I honestly moved just because of like getting signed and stuff. Like it was just like a lot. Like I always had to go to LA for something, like yeah. studio sessions and like meeting with producers and shit. Yeah. I just got like tired of it. Cass moved out here before me, yeah. and then I was just like, if he moves, I gotta move too because right. like, that's my bestie. There you go. <laughs> when did you get signed? Um, I got signed. Like, officially signed, I didn't get signed until, like, after (laughs) the first single came out. Like, officially signed, but I got contacted by my manager, Jamie, uh, probably, like, early 2020. Like, early 2020. Yeah, right. Well, so now that it's working Mm -hmm. out and you got signed, you put Mm -hmm. a record out that's doing really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, streaming is going up. I'm sure that... Your streaming revenue is paying a lot of bills right now. What do your parents think of like your chosen life at this point? Um, I feel like, you know, like once I quit my job at Subway. And, you were a Subway sandwich artist? Mm-hmm. Shout out. Yeah. Um, I once I once I quit my job at Subway yeah. and they saw I was still getting Amazon packages, I feel like they didn't really care. Really? Like they were just like like as long as like I'm gonna say they're Like, as if they, like, respect my pronouns, but they really don't. Right. Uh, But if they're, like, still, like, paying for gas and I don't have to, like, pay for them and shit, like, you know, like, then it's fine. Right. Like, like, I feel like they they realized that, like, there was, like, something going on. I remember, like, my parents, like, at first, when I started, like, making a little bit of money off of music, they thought I was, like, selling drugs. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I feel like that's, like, what happens to a lot of musicians, though. Like, they, like... Like, they thought I was selling drugs, which I <laughs> I ain't going to say I wasn't. I, wasn't, uh, yeah. I ain't going to say I wasn't, yeah. but... Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> when you decide um, on your pronouns, like, and bring it up to your parents, was it awkward? Um, I feel like not really, just because, like, it was after I already had, like, like come out as like you know like liking yeah. guys and shit right. and um i feel like there really wasn't anything more i could do like yeah. you, like i feel like they were just like already used to it by then so like when i started dressing like more femininely or like you know like like doing my makeup like they didn't really like say anything like uh they didn't really have a reaction i like yeah. they were like you know like i like i'm old enough and like that they have confidence that this yeah. is who I am yeah. and that like, you know, like I'm not going to change for them. Right. So like, you know, they just have to learn to love it. Has your dad softened up at all? Yeah, like, definitely. He has. Yeah. That's good. So you guys are good? Yeah. But yeah, I feel like we were never like not cool. It was just yeah. like, like me and my dad are very like 
like-minded like yeah. our minds work the same yeah but we're like on opposite ends of everything so we just clash a lot but like it was never like anything too like he wasn't like abandoning you're not you're not my son it was never any of that stuff uh i mean he kicked me out a few times oh, like really? it, it, yeah. it it's it, I feel like like now I don't view it like as like that bad, but at the time it was like you know like I had to like find places to go and stuff like that. Gotcha. But um, now it's just like like with him knowing that like this is who I am and this is how I like to be and this is how I prefer to be. He doesn't care. Like I feel like you know like he's used to it by now. Yeah, and yeah. like you know like he knows like that I'm my own person right, and that right. like you know. Like, I'm not just going to, like, line up to his expectations. Yeah, right, right. So now that you're down here and now that the record is out and doing great, did you ever stop writing after the last record came out? Like, okay, this is out. I'm going to take a break. Or is it just, like, keep plowing right through and you're still making music all the time? Uh, I feel like I just, like, like I I never really stop making music. It's just, like, whether or not, like, I'm, like, inspired or not. Yeah, right. And so, I don't know, yeah, what do you see yourself doing overall with your career? Do you want to go the major label route? Do you want to stay independent? What, what, do, you, what do you feel like you want to do? Uh, Honestly, like, I'm kind of, like, in the process of, like, figuring that out right now because yeah, I've been, like... It's a big choice. Like, after the EP, like, I've, like, met with, like, labels that will not be named. Yeah, And, uh, you know, like, I, I it's, it's still something that, like, I'm I'm like currently figuring out now because it's yeah. never like I honestly like went from like under like a hundred thousand like monthly listeners to like half a million yeah, half a million right? during quarantine, which is so wild because you have this enormous following now and you mm-hmm. can't play shows for them. Yeah, and, and I'm the wild thing is I know having a half a million subscribers, like I said, the streaming money's got to be great. But wait mm-hmm. till you get to start selling T-shirts at a fucking show. Yeah, them pockets are going to be lying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I I mean yeah, money seems cool. I feel like it helps. All all I really need is just like a place to stay and yeah. just like a guitar i don't really like i don't really have aspirations to like live in like these big ass places i still wonder i don't know i just wonder about like being a 21 year old with that potential to like make Mm. that kind of money you know Uh what i mean because like i said i i think you're gonna write some hit records like that just seems so daunting you know what i mean uh as far as the responsibility of having to like manage that um Mm -hmm. so how are you building a team around yourself? Um, I, I feel like it's just like, I, I really like look for people that like, like not anything, not someone I can gain anything from, but yeah. some, someone I can grow with. And yeah. I feel like, you know, like, like finding those people that you can grow with and like, you know, not only with art, but just like, just like life and like, you know, like. I feel like that that is like my team is like you know like the people that like like keep me sane like uh but like as far as like actual like music team yeah like uh like I don't know I I really fuck with my manager Jamie he's he's cool as fuck uh I don't really like have a lot of experience within the industry to know like of course all that shit I mean who does yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's what I'm saying like navigating it as a young as a youngster Mm -hmm. just seems. Um, like I said, it just seems daunting, you know? Yeah. yeah. I just, I just try to like surround myself. Yeah. Just like day by day, just like try to like keep finding those people that like, 
that I fuck with and they fuck with me just yeah. equally back and just yeah. like, you know, I can grow with. Like, I, I'm not only just like in this music shit for like myself. Like, I have plans for my friends too. Yeah. And if I can get to the point where I can like provide those Help opportunities yeah. like for, for my friends, like, then that's great. Cause that's, I, I feel yeah. like that. I, yeah, I guess if like I had like a mission, it really is just to like just find like talented artists and just like bring them up with me because you know like you can only do so much in, alone, you yeah, know. Yeah. And you need a community around you yeah, to like take inspiration like back and forth, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a big help for mm-hmm. sure. Well, I think we did what we came to do. So, thank you so much uh, for coming through. Uh, I'm really happy to have gotten this interview in, and mm-hmm. um, I'm excited to see you perform. Um, uh, yeah, congrats on your accomplishments so far. Thank I just you. think like the whole world is in front of you right now. And if all <laughs> of this happened in such a weird year, I just can't imagine how, what the growth is going to be like um, when people can leave the house again, you know, like it's really. I mean, only time wild. can tell. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I don't know. It's going to be cool. I'm, I'm excited to watch your growth over the years. Thank you. Um, it's going to be really great. So um, with that being said, tell the people where they can find you online. Uh, You can find me on Instagram at Minecraft Goth on Spotify, all streaming platforms, Carpet Garden. Uh, I think that's my YouTube too. It's Carpet uh, Garden? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and like... Twitter? No Twitter? Oh, wait. I think my Twitter is like at not Carpet Garden. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> your, your Instagram is Minecraft Goth. That's right. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> Are people ever like, oh, I've been looking for your Instagram. I couldn't find it. Yeah, because of like Minecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's too funny mm. um yeah uh thank you for your time i really appreciate it yeah thank you uh, for having me yeah absolutely um this all came together so quickly and, and easily mm. uh, and you showed up early which is <laughs> such a rarity so yeah wonderful just wonderful um that said my name is lee some of you guys might know me as intuition you can follow me online at it's intuition you can follow my man avery kentis behind the boards making the shit sound buttery at avery kentis with a k uh follow us as a unit at kind of neat youtube.com slash kind of neat where you are going to see carpet garden perform which song west side they're going to be performing west side uh so go to youtube.com slash kind of neat to check that out and um everything wrapped up in a pretty package at kind of neat.net that's it that was carpet garden i'm lee and this was kind of neat (laughs) 